my name is Kayla Ibrahim, and I'll be graduating from New Providence High School, and we'll be going to U Albany this year. So I had Matthew 5, 6 through 9, and it reads, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. The word that's repeated numerous times in this passage is the word blessed. But what does blessed exactly mean? I googled it and I found multiple definitions, but kind of narrowed it down to two that I felt really represented the different versions of this word. The first meaning I found was to be endowed with a particular attribute or quality, and the second meaning I found was those who live with God in heaven and to be made holy. So let's focus on the first meaning. This definition of the word us Christians don't necessarily reside with, and it often refers to being blessed materialistically. So what I did was I went on Instagram and I searched up the word blessed, and what I found were pictures ranging from cars to food to people on vacations and so on. I found that these people were twisting the word blessed as a way to boast about their materialistic possessions. These people were trying to satisfy their lives with meaningless objects instead of choosing to find satisfaction through God's love. Now I'm going to focus on the second meaning, which is those who live with God in heaven and to be made holy. God has blessed us with many gifts throughout our lives, and we see his blessings every day. We see it with our friends, our family, and even here today. But sometimes I feel like we take his biggest blessing for granted, or at least I do, which is, which is his faith and our love with him. I don't truly recognize how great this gift is until I'm stripped of something. Over the summer, a close family friend of mine passed away. It was the first time I ever dealt with the loss of someone that I truly knew. In that moment, I truly relied on God's love and his strength to get me through that. And looking back, it's great that I did rely on my faith, and it's great that I did strengthen our relationship, but it shouldn't be like that. I should be doing that every day. We are blessed with this amazing gift. Jesus lived a perfect life, died on the cross, was resurrected so we can be reconciled with him. Despite what we look like, the mistakes we made, how much money we have, because he looks past all that and he loves us all. And he wants to have this relationship with us, and it's a shame that we don't always take advantage of that. This perfect God wants to know us imperfect humans, and that's such an incredible thing. So my challenge for us is to truly appreciate God's biggest blessing. Now I'm going to switch gears and focus on the Beatitudes from the verses I read. To freshen you, I'm going to repeat them again. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. So the first verse, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. What exactly is this verse saying? Well, hunger and thirst refers to a need, something that's essential to life. And God is the ultimate source of righteousness and is available through our faith in Jesus Christ. When we seek out God and have that relationship with him, we'll be satisfied. Now that's a pretty powerful and true statement. All we need in life is a relationship with God. This verse sets the foundations for the other Beatitudes I'm going to talk about. The second verse is, blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. When we show others mercy, God will show us mercy for our sins. But it's important to keep in mind that we don't truly know God's forgiveness until we are merciful ourselves. Now that verse is pretty simple to understand, but not necessarily to do. As imperfect humans, we make mistakes, 
but people aren't always very forgiving to some of those mistakes, which in a way is hypocritical. I mean, we receive and sometimes even expect this forgiveness and this mercy from a God, someone who's perfect and makes no mistakes, yet we expect a person to go through tons of hurdles for even us to consider forgiving them. We desire God's mercy, yet sometimes we are so unmerciful ourselves. So my challenge for us is to forgive someone that you've been holding a grudge against. The third verse is, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. This one I find the most interesting because it's such a bold statement. It says, blessed are the pure in heart, but we aren't pure in our hearts. We're full of sin and we're full of mistake. But then the question is, how do we become pure? A pure heart is one that has a desire to please God in all things. And the only way we can truly do that is by giving our lives to Jesus. In Isaiah 1.18, it says, Come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your skins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are as red as crimson, they, shall be go- they should be like wool. It's by doing God's work, living for him, glorifying him, and having a singleness of heart towards him that makes you pure. The fourth verse and the last is, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. So what are peacemakers and what makes someone a child of God? Well, the only way we can declare the peace of God is to know his tranquility. When we know his peace, um, we can only know his peace if we are children of God, and that's by having a relationship with him. When we know that peace, we don't want to keep it to ourselves. As children of God, we must spread his word and his love and carry on Jesus' work. Doing his work is not an isolated occurrence. It's all the time. And it doesn't have to be something so extravagant. It doesn't have to be giving all your money away to the poor or going on tons and tons of mission trips a year. It can be something simple, like being kind to someone, holding a door open, or inviting someone to your church. So my challenge for us is to become a peacemaker of God. So that kind of wraps it up. I'm going to repeat the three challenges I gave us. One is to truly appreciate God's biggest blessing, Two is to forgive someone, and three is to become a peacemaker of God. Thank you.